You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Hold one, arm drag. Don't tell me, bye and welcome to another episode the go home episode of hit the books the only weekly smackdown live booking podcast hosted by us i am one of your hosts ryan knightsey and with me as always is mikey new mike city man freddy what's up i sound so much clearer now mikey you sound a million times clear what what happened what's happening over there Uh, i got a brand new microphone because the other one i had was awful but it was all i had at the moment but now i have this thing and it's great this blue snowball and i'm excited uh hey don't give away the sponsorship details mikey we're not sponsored by blue yet right sorry never mind (laughs) how dare you we're gonna get sued now it's a gru no ball I it's despicable me theme. <laughs> it has a giant nose coming out of the front. You just it's talk really, into it's the It's really nose. hard to talk on and really awkward because the nose is just poking me right in my face. That's that's beautiful. That's perfect. That's totally fine. Oh my god, Mikey, how are you doing today on this fine Thursday morn? Pretty excited, pretty ready to hit those books. Yes, it is our go home show, meaning that uh, uh, this Sunday, uh, as you're hearing it, this Sunday, the 23rd, I went to touch glasses that weren't actually on my face. This Sunday, the 23rd, uh, is our Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. Unlike WWE, which was last Sunday on the 16th, our Hell in a Cell pay-per-view takes place on the 23rd of September. So stay tuned for this Sunday for a bonus episode of Hell in a Cell. So that means this episode right now, the one we are recording and you are listening to right now, is the Go Home Show. Um, so every everything we have piling up, we need to, to either heighten up, iron out details, and get ready for uh, the big, big bad boy show at the Hell in a Cell, hell, Heck on a Deck, PPP view. Heck on a Deck. Heck on a Deck is my favorite PG version of Hell in a Cell. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just takes place at a beach um where uh, where you have like a back deck back porch and it's like oh man what's what the heck is happening over here <laughs> anyways mikey let's let's talk about last sunday's hell in a cell pay-per-view um uh, what a what a great pay-per-view indeed yeah well, what uh, an awesome what an awesome show we we both totally have seen it um we both have have totally have a lot of thoughts about it. We won't go as in depth as we did with our takeover and our SummerSlam reviews, but we'll, we'll let's just talk about let's just talk about some of the highlights about Hell in a Cell that you and I that you and I totally really saw at Hell in a Cell this past Sunday, Mikey. Yeah, let's do that. Let's talk let's talk about it in our pre-show. Let's let's just go right down the line. Look, let's go straight down the card. We got that mixed tag team match: Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella versus the Miz and Reese. What were your favorite takeaways from it? Uh, one of my favorite takeaways was that Monroe Sky interfered. 
Oh, yes. Yes, Monroe Sky, Miz and Reese's baby child that is probably less than two years, one year old. Uh, and also that Birdie also came in and stopped Monroe Sky. That was pretty crazy. That was it's been it's been rumored for weeks that Birdie B, Birdie B Bella would be making making an appearance at Hell in a Cell, and it's the payoff was was totally worth it, Mikey. I was I could not believe uh, my eyes uh, when I saw that little baby walk down the not even walk <laughs> run down the ramp. Is it Birdie uh, Bella or Birdie Brian? I don't God I don't know. Well, well no, is it Birdie Danielson because it's well do, yeah. Is it Birdie, is it Birdie Danielson? Danielson? Is is Bree did Bree take Danielson? Or is she just still Well then it can't be total Bellas, right? Because it's, it's Nikki Bella and Bree Danielson. According to Wikipedia, her her name is Brianna uh Monique, Monique Danielson. Oh. Well, good, so good she took them. the Danielson nickname. Um, and it says her confirmation name is Cheese. I don't know why she took that. I don't know why Brie Bella took Cheese as a confirmation name. Wait, is it actually? No, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, just like a review for Hell in a Cell, Mike, you, it's totally 100% real. Anyways, uh, what else have we got on this card? Oh, man. Talk to me about that SmackDown Tag Team Championship match versus New Day versus Rusev in English. Aiden English. I barely got that out. Ta- tell me about that, Mikey. I could not believe my eyes when that one thing happened. Yeah, you know, like oh when when the mighty <laughs> the TM six one got called up. I could not believe it. TM six one, uh, the, I think they're New Zealand from all the way from New Zealand, maybe uh, tag team from their developmental brand of NXT was not you would I mean. We've been thinking Undisputed Era would come up. We were, Adam Cole, Roderick Strong. We were thinking those guys would come up. But no, what a swerve when TM61 coming up and attacking the New Day, allowing Rusev Day to win. It was insane. Rusev Day wins the tag titles. R- Rusev Day won the tag titles. They did not fight at all. They did not break up. They were totally fine, and they were totally on the same page the entire gosh dang time. The whole time. The whole time. Uh, what else have we got in here? Ronda Rouse, Alexa Bliss. It was, I could not, I I wasn't sure if it was a shoot fight or what, but when Alexa Bliss, like, literally broke Ronda Rousey's shoulder, like, like tore it open with her arm bar, I, I just, I, I was, I like, they just signed, signed Ronda Rousey. The fact that she's now going to be on the shelf for months. Oh, my because God. Her, I cannot her arm believe. literally got ripped out of her socket because Alexa Bliss's arm bar was just so good. Literally torn out of the socket. I I cannot believe that that they would allow such. I mean, and there was, I did not see Doctor Armin. I did not see any of these doctors or referees stop her. It it turned into a shoot fight, and Alexa Bliss just destroyed Ronda Rousey. It was amazing. I I guess it was. I guess it was no disqualification. I mean, I don't. I uh, they did announce early in the, of the evening that it would be no disqualification, but like. Like shoot fights and no disqualification wrestling fights are completely different. And Alexa Bliss, she it was she, extreme even as, by New Japan standards. Oh no, yeah, totally. It like by like DDT standards, <laughs> which is not an extreme division really. Um, by by it was like oof, she was blissed off. All that's all I can say. <laughs> Anyways, what else we got on here? Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton. 
What a Hell in a Cell match. Je- yeah, Jeff Hardy just swantoned off the cell, but Randy Orton wasn't even there yet. No, Jeff Hardy got to the ring first, climbed the cage, climbed the Hell in a Cell, and then Swanton dove off of it onto the... J- no padding, just the concrete. <laughs> just, and, and before Randy Orton even made it to the ring... <laughs> Before he, his music didn't even start playing. Like I didn't hear voices in my head. I just saw a man jump off of a, a hell in a cell steel structure onto concrete, and then live to tell another yeah, and then tale. He got up. And he got like up he and just was ready got up. Match. It was just like it's Jeff. Just to show what everyone you that his back is in amazing shape, or he's just numb to the pain. It was, I don't know what he was. He was trying to think, or what he was trying to do, or trying to accomplish. But I mean, it was a great feat. Obviously. Uh, uh, Randy Orton picking up the victory here uh, with a, with a brutal brutal RKO onto uh, a through through the Hell in a Cell ceiling onto thumbtacks onto thumbtacks uh, could not believe it you would think that would also hurt Randy Orton at least his back or his arm but no but then he got up and all of, all of the thumbtacks he landed on were just bent no yeah they were like because he because he's a robot. Yes, it was revealed following the match. Randy Orton ripped off of his skin, and it was revealed that he's a robot. Uh, not a viper. He's a robot, turns out, the entire time. He's a robot viper. I don't know. Maybe there was something wrong with his computing that, uh, that I, don't, I, I don't know. He's, 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 a, he's a robot the entire time. He's a, he's a, he's a robocop. Robovipe. <laughs> Robovipe. Anyway, well, what's the, what's the next match? Samoa Joe, AJ Styles. Oh my God! I, new new champion Samoa Joe. Oh my God! And new father and new husband Samoa <laughs> and Joe. And new daddy. New dad Samoa Joe. Oh my God! He 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 won AJ Styles' wife Wendy and their daughter. As soon as the as soon as the match ended, he took the title belt, and then Wendy and AJ's daughter just ran up to Samoa Joe and were like, "You're our new daddy now." Yeah, and I don't, I could not believe my eyes. AJ Styles seemed up, very upset about it, which was which is fair, which is fair for him to be upset. But I just could not believe Samoa Joe just running. And I, I this is, I mean, Mikey, I don't. We don't necessarily talk about dirt sheets or what Meltzer says or whatever, but. But I think it was Brian Alvarez said that like Samoa Joe's on a family vacation right now with AJ Styles' family. Like they went to the Alps together. It was a wonderful time. They went to the Alps. Cesaro got them tickets. <laughs> they went skiing. It was great. They're, they're having a great time. I mean, Samoa Joe is both the, a wrestling god and a fa- family man. Unlike AJ Styles, so I'm excited to see what happens next with AJ Styles' his career. Um, and, and and to see if he gets his wife and kids back. Who knows? Who knows what will happen? Um, what else we got? Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair. Oh my God! Could not believe that match. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was Becky though, because she just kept changing disguises the whole match. Yes, that was weird. At one point, she ripped off her face, and we and this is after the Randy Orton match. So I was like, oh shit, do we have more robots? <laughs> but she ripped off her face, and it was Chris Jericho. And then Chris Jericho ripped off his face, and it was Becky Lynch again. And I was like, what kind of Scooby-Doo monstrosity is happening right now? What is... What? What is happening? Um, but yeah, also, I mean... Also, the, the reveal with Chris Jericho was amazing. When Becky... When, quote-unquote, Becky gave Charlotte a code breaker, and everyone was like, what? 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, Becky ultimately won the match via confusion, really. Charlotte didn't know who she was fighting anymore, so Becky won. Yes, the Raw Tag Team Championship match, Ziggler McIntyre versus Seth Rollins and Ambrose. Oh, man. This was, I gotta say, Mikey, I was really disappointed in this match. This match was terrible, in my opinion. Yeah, it was just awful. One out of five meatballs. You would think going into this that we would have four amazing wrestlers and just put on a, a barn burner of a match. But no, this match was disappointing to say the most. Yeah. It was just, it was just upsetting. It was a, uh, it was a botch fest and it was unbelievable. It was a botch fest. It was a, 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 a um, there was, they, Dean Ambrose went for that wacky, f- wacky clothesline. And he just fell out of the ropes. He, it was just like, <laughs> dude, what are you, I know you're injured, but come on. No, I'm just picturing that in my head. Like, just over it's just him falling out over and over because i saw it for real i'm just replaying it in my head yeah it was like the titus o'neill gift from greatest world rumble but but with helena cell and dean ambrose that was disappointing that was it was just a really disappointing match uh ziggler mcintyre retained at the end the match was so bad they just vacated the titles oh yes you're right my mistake i i did read that wrong they did i am misremembering they did vacate the titles afterwards because they were just like well no one deserves it after that. No one deserves this. No one deserves the championship. Um, and I think the last one we got to talk about, Mikey, Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, Hell in a Cell match, Mick Foley, a special guest referee. Wow. That's all I can say. Wow. Mick Foley walked out the universal champion. <laughs> <laughs> in, a t- in an amazing turn of events, a heel turn by Mick Foley. He he sock Mr. Sockos both Braun Strowman, which got the crowd popping. <laughs> and then Sockos Roman Reigns, pins Roman Reigns, and then counts fast counts himself <laughs> and wins the Universal Championship. He wasn't even the match, but he's on the, the t- on the twentieth out of on the, on the, at twenty years off the cell, he wins the Universal Championship inside one. I mean, what a what a comeback story for Mick Foley. And, of course, to celebrate winning the Universal title, he went on top of the cage and threw himself through the announce table for old time's sake. <laughs> it was like, dude, we already saw this of Jeff Hardy, and now you're just you're just one-upping the man. Oh, my God, Mick. I mean, we have a he- new... He- I mean, and last I heard, Mick is trying to get into UFC, so I'm not sure how much of a full-time, part-time schedule this is going to be from Mick. We don't know if he's going to be like Brock with the barely defending or if he's going to be a fighting champion. Yeah, and we got Christmas season right around the corner, so you know Mick Foley has a lot of Santa dates lined up. Absolutely. Mick Foley, Mick Foley Santa, universal champion. It's got the red on it already. It fits the, the costume already perfect. If it, now, I heard, I heard somewhere that he's going to change the red to just a plaid red. <laughs> he's just going to make it a plaid belt? Yeah, he's going to make it a plaid flannel belt, which, I mean... I don't know if the crowd's going to like that more or less than they like the reveal of the red title belt, but, you know. Honestly, I'm <laughs> well, all here. I'm, I'm here for the plaid belt. I'm here for it. Uh, anyways, that is a totally real review of Hell in a Cell, an amazing pay-per-view um, that took place last Sunday. Except for that uh, one match. Oh, yeah, that match was garbage. That match was garbage. Uh, uh, so I would give the whole pay-per-view maybe four out of five meatballs. Yeah. I, I would agree. Four out of five meatballs sounds pretty good. What a mostly amazing pay-per-view. Gotta say, totally worth a watch. If you can re-log- if you can get 
if you can spend ninety nine ninety nine ninety nine on the network, <laughs> which is their new announced price that they announced during the pay per view. Yeah, it's getting more expensive, guys. I don't know if uh, your subscriptions are still worth, but after that pay per view, I would say they are because that was incredible. It was, to- it was totally worth the ninety nine ninety nine. My card randomly got charged. <laughs> yes, it was amazing. But remember, it's free for new subscribers. Yes, it is. Okay, okay. What a what a review for Hell in a Cell, Mikey. Uh, uh, that makes me excited for our own Hell in a Cell, which will be this coming Sunday, the 23rd. Uh, that is what we call in the biz a transition away from the pre-show and into the, 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 the real show, the booking show, the show we call Hit the Books, Mikey. We have a we have a go home show to book. We have a Hell in a Cell pay per view to that's coming up. We gotta book some matches and book some storylines and fix some things and do some other things. And I'm excited. My arms are shaking. Let's get it in excitement. Let's go. Let's 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 do it. Oh, <coughs> uh, ooh, ooh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Okay, that let's wasn't that do bad. It. Let's but, book these shows. <coughs> God, I'm dying. Okay, I'm gonna die before I'm gonna. I can't wait for me to die during one of these recordings. Uh, another reason everyone should just subscribe to hit the books <laughs> is that, and got to be on top of it. One of these episodes, I'm just gonna keel over and die because my throat will literally explode out of my out of my my neck. <laughs> oh my god, ah oh god, I should not do that. As we're this is a podcast where there's talking constantly. I should not destroy my you throat. Sh- you every you time. shouldn't open with destroying your throat. <laughs> I should not open. Ryan, with that. stop taking these insane throat bumps, man. <laughs> yes, and yes, stop. Oh my god. <clears throat> okay, well then let's hit those books, Mikey. Let's re- let's record. Let's write out our go home show, show number five of Hit the Books, Mikey. Let us do this. Yeah, let's do it. Let's go over last week, obviously, like we always do, just to catch us all up on what we have coming into this episode. Our show opener is AJ Styles. He comes out, our WWE World Heavyweight Champion. He comes out, and he talks about how he now has to face three, count them, three people for his own title. And also, how he doesn't like how Owens and Rollins attacked him and McIntyre's match last week. He's not happy about it. I mean, Owens makes sense to him, but he expects better from Rollins. And who comes out next? None other than Seth Rollins. He comes out to defend himself, saying that he only did did it he only attacked and agreed with kevin owens this one time to get what uh he believes people deserve not only his number one contendership match for the wb title but the dream match of aj styles versus seth rollins it's what styles wants it's what rollins wants it's what the wwe universe wants who comes out next kevin owens and what he wants is a thank you from seth rollins he wants to say 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 he wants seth rollins to thank Kevin Owens, because if it wasn't for their idea to their idea to team up to make a relationship last week in attack, Rollins wouldn't be in this match. So it's all thanks to Kevin Owens. It's all thanks to Kevin Owens that Rollins is in his WWE World Heavyweight Championship match. So uh, 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 you're welcome. A thank you would be nice, says Kevin Owens. But before he can get anything, Drew McIntyre attacks both AJ Styles and. Seth Rollins in the ring with a steel chair 
and just beats him down. He looks over at Kevin Owens, and Kevin Owens is like, nope, see ya, I'm good, thank you, bye, and then zips out. What do fans think of that one? Um, on the Excitrometer, um, TM, um, we got uh, a majority of the votes, 50% of the votes going to a, a three out of four of excitement. So that's fairly good. But the good news about that is that the booking got a majority of the votes, 83%, a four out of four on booking. So we had the excitement going in, and we beat that excitement coming out. Nice. Next up, the bar versus the clones. Not many people were excited about that. Majority of the votes getting 50% going towards two out of four excitement on the excitrometer. Not many people excited. But our booking might have turned around because now we have majority being a three out of four, 67%. Because what happens? The clones come out first. The bar's music hits. Nothing happens. We cut to backstage, and who do we see beating up the bar? None other than the tag team champions, the Bludgeon Brothers. They're beating down the bar. The clones run backstage, but rather to help because they don't want to get beaten up by the Bludgeon Brothers, they they find Paige, our general manager, slash Bird, um, st- trying to stop the Bludgeon Brothers. Instead, the clones, instead of helping the bar in any way, they ask what they're doing about the match, like what they're going to do. And Paige is like, uh, 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 you're going to face the Bludgeon Brothers next week. And the clones are like, I'm sorry. Next match. Next match we have Bailey with Nia Jax against Sarah Logan, who is with Liv Morgan. We still need a tag team name for them, Mikey. I don't have one yet. Uh, I think I might. Oh, you do? You have a tag team name? Yeah. Hit me up. Okay. So I was think I was thinking this. We got Liv Morgan, the Jersey Party Clubber Girl, right? Yep. And then we got Sarah Logan, who's like the down home country girl. That is true. These are both these are both facts. What if they were just a country club? Ooh. The country club. The country club. I'm into it. I'm into it. The country club. I like it. So we have the Bear Huggers. Uh, Bailey with Nia Jax versus the Country Club Sarah Logan. I can't wait for that for that like um, that like banjo, not banjo, but like sort of like slide guitar re- uh, uh, trap remix uh, that they'll entrance <laughs> music that they'll come out to. Hype. Um, they come out. Liv Morgan tries to distract Bailey at one point. Nia Jax stops Liv Morgan, takes her off the ring apron, throws into the barricade. But that sort of dist- whole distraction allows Sarah Logan to win with a roll-up on the distracted Bailey, allowing Sarah Logan to pick up the wind here. Pick up the wind? Pick up the win. They're not picking up wind. That's not You can't pick it up. It's uh, uh, wind. Anyways, um, expectations met on the excitometer and our booking, both getting three in a majority of the votes. So I guess we're doing good. I think last week we had sort of twos in both categories. So having threes here, that's a good, that's a good thing. We're, we're starting to do something. Step it up a little bit on that booking. We're p- we're picking it up, picking it up, picking it up. Uh, next up, uh, Mike Canellas versus Sincari with mm-hmm. <laughs> Mike Mike Canellas versus Sincara on with the Miz on commentary. Uh, Mike Canellas at some point throws Sincara into the announcement table, um, allowing the Miz. I guess not allowing he he it writhes in pain. Unlike uh, his acting is so good, presumably. I mean, we know that he's faking it. Um, that's sort of like a, a, an irony thing is that we know it, but I guess the the fans or whatever, the, the dirt sheets or whatever, know that he might be um, not sure if he's real. To the fans, it's real. I guess to the fans, it's real. To the us, it's fake hmm. because we know what our story is going towards. 
Baez. He he fakes his pain. Um, this whole distraction debacle. Uh, Canellis then takes the turnbuckle off of one of the uh, corners of the ring, allow exposing that metal underbelly. Um, he throws Sin Cara into it, causing a lot of pain. Hits the power of love finisher on Sin Cara and pins him for the Still win. Still the greatest name of all time for a finisher. Oh my god, it's beautiful. Excite your meter getting a two in the majority of the votes, two out of four, and the booking getting a three out of four. So our booking was a little bit better than our excitement, which is also good to hear. Backstage segment, and we go to commercial, we cut back. There's Dan Bryan. He both stops Mike Canales and The Miz backstage. He expresses his displeasure for what The Miz is doing because he, he he's fairly certain The Miz is fine, um, but The Miz is walking around in crutches. He hasn't, he's in a wheelchair. He's got all this stuff happening. Brian expresses his displeasure. He he thinks this is he's doing it fake. He's he's doing a fake thing here. Um, the Miz says that, and he, he's Brian also doesn't like. He's doing a goof. Brian also doesn't like the fact that Mike Kanellis is cheating, and the Miz is is destroying the this this great talent that is Mike Kanellis. Um, the Miz turns to Dan Bryan, says that Mike Kanellis took the oppor- his opportunity, unlike Daniel Bryan did. He's actually listening to the Miz's coaching, unlike Dan Bryan. Um, and. And yeah, and then and then when they walk away or wheel away in his wheelchair, booking getting a three out of four, a hundred percent of the votes getting three out of four on this backstage segment. Nice. Um, nice. The tag team match of Seth Rollins and AJ Styles that was announced during the during the show versus Kevin Owens and Drew McIntyre. At some point, McIntyre tags himself in with a headbutt, hitting Kevin Owens in a beautiful thing, causing the referee to say tag, and then he gets in. I picture it more like, tag? <laughs> That's fair. Uh, at In the finish of the match, both AJ Styles and Drew McIntyre going for that hot tag for their respective partners. Styles tags in Rollins. Drew McIntyre puts his hands out for Kevin Owens, and Kevin Owens jumps off the ring apron, leaving Drew McIntyre high and dry. Rollins runs up, curb stomps McIntyre, and pins him for the win. Excitrometer getting a majority of the votes, four out of four, but the booking getting a majority of the votes of three out of four. So we kind of dip down a little bit, which is sort of disappointing. But um, but I, I guess we had the hype there, which is good. Backstage segment, English and Rusev. Aiden English walks up to Rusev, who's sitting, sitting backstage somewhere, I guess. Uh, they talk about last week's sing-off of competition. Rusev is worried that uh, Aiden English is about to ruin Rusev Day, both the holiday and this tag team that they have going. Aiden English is thinking Rusev is jealous because of what happened. That the har- Just because they harmonize doesn't mean that he's going to ruin Rusev Day. He just thinks Rusev is being jealous. But out of nowhere, guitar shot to the back, to the back of Rusev, Elias attacks Rusev. Aiden English proceeds to pull Elias off of Rusev. Lana rushes over and helps Rusev up. And the two try to start fighting each other, but but they they can't because they're being held back. Um, booking majority of the votes getting three out of four, do, saying that we're doing a pretty good job here. Yeah, I agree. Finally, we have Shinsuke Nakamura versus Finn Balor. I believe the first time on the main roster um, that they've they faced each other one on one ever since their NXT days. Before that, their New Japan days, obviously. Um, Nakamura in the finish of the match Nakamura goes for a low blow on Finn Balor Finn Balor reverses it 
hits the hit, reverses it, hits that reverse sort of DDT thing. I think it's called like the 1916 or something. Yeah, I think so. Jumps up to the top rope, coup de gras, two diving, stomping feet onto Nakamura's chest, pins him and wins. Following the match, Balor grabs the microphone and says to Shinsuke, "Thank you for the warm welcome to SmackDown Live, Shinsuke. After that win, I hope you like your warm welcome. Warm welcome to the Balor Club." Hell yeah. <laughs> And then the music hits, and we end the show. Excitrometer, 80% of the votes going to 4 out of 4. Booking, 67% of the votes going to a 3 out of 4. So again, like the tag team match, we have high excitement, but then kind of lowered on the booking a little bit, um, which is disappointing, but um, that is something to keep in mind for us. Do we have to start keeping up the hype? Yes, we need to keep up the hype. Um, but yes, that is our that is what happened last week. Let's go. Let's start booking this show. Let's start actually booking this go home show. Show number five, Mikey. Let us do that. Hit me. With, hit me. With, well, there's a lot of things we got to do. So we t- we have our Colognes versus Bludgeon Brothers match. Where we have to sh- put in this card. We want to do something with Bray Wyatt. Something small because we don't want to make it like. A, a new storyline thing that we're going to do, but we have to do something small with him to, to establish this idea that there's this weird thing of sister Abigail coming back into his life. And there's a backstage segment that we want to do with essentially Becky talking to Paige, saying that, that she should be in this women's title match of, of Carmella versus flair page agreeing, but has to also be fair that if Becky can find a way into the match, then go for it. And we want to, we want to try to get it to be a, a Becky as the special guest referee, um, but we also want to get that tag team match of the Bludgeon Bros and the Bar as a possible on a cell. And I believe we also want to finish up the booking or surrounding um, one more match being Bailey, the Baird Huggers versus the Country Club. So we've got to finish off these threads while heightening up other things. So Mikey, where do you want to start? I think we start. I have an idea for Bray Wyatt, and I have an idea for Rusev Day. Okay, let's do let's do Bray Wyatt. Let's get him out of the way. Okay. Well, so they're kind of together. I was thinking Bray Wyatt in a match versus Rusev. Okay. And Rusev, all night, is trying to find an English, but he can't. Oh, okay. To, like, sing his intro and stuff, but he can't find an English anywhere. Until it's, like, right before his match, and he needs to get out there. And he walks past, like, a, a closed door, and he hears, me, 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 really quietly. And then he also hears, and then he also hears a guitar go, like the guitar strum. Oh no! He like pounds on the door and goes, "Aiden!" And English pops his head out and he's like, "Oh, hey Rusev, what's up?" He's like, "We have to do my intro. I have a match soon." And Aiden's like, "Oh, right, sorry." He's like, and then they run to the ring, and then Rusev's like, "What were you doing in there?" I love it. I love. I love. I love that throughout the show is that we get these these sort of tidbits. Yeah, like we keep cutting back to trying to find Aiden, just like be like, "Where's Aiden? Where's Aiden? Do you know where English is?" Wow, I like it. I like it. Uh, I'm gonna say uh, we put that in match number four because I don't know if that's necessarily main event. It's not a main event, but we need time to like have Rusev looking for Aiden. So yeah, match four sounds good. Versus whom? Uh, Wyatt. So we can get, also get maybe a Bray Wyatt weird thing happen. Here's my alternative pitch t- to that. Okay, go. That's a lot of booking with Aiden English and Rusev and Bray Wyatt all happening at one point. I feel like just a, a straight up match would be interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know who that would be against. 
let's say oh okay so let's we'll figure out who the, who's against but can we do it like uh rusev is backstage looking around for aiden english and then he finds bray wyatt and then something something weird happens around bray wyatt which allows rusev which then rusev leaves like okay aiden english is not over here Ooh, that works too I was also thinking maybe a Mike Kanellis Bray Wyatt match, and then Kanellis wins via distraction, and Miz is like all proud of him. Oh, I was gonna say uh, just Rusev versus Killing and Dane. That is, yes, 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 yes. A, a big Haas match. Rusev versus Killian Dane sounds like a match I want to see. <laughs> yeah, um, we got another tag team representing here. It allows Sanity to be still on the show uh, in some way. Even because they're not in the tag team match, I like it. Obviously, Eric Young, Eric Young, and uh, Alexander Wolf will be by Killian Dane's side, um, and Aiden English will be by Rusev's side. But yes, uh, uh, yes. Okay, so right before this match, uh, backstage, Rusev finds English practicing. Yeah, I guess would be the word. Yeah, practicing. Also, but we hear in the background we hear that like that like signature guitar strum of a certain person. Elias does have a weird. Not saying it's Elias, but he does have like signature guitar strum. Yeah, like that one like intro one. You know what I'm talking about? Like when they, when he first shows up and it's like like he goes to like a chord. He does have a signature strum, which is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> like just in general, that's just a really funny thing. Uh, so yeah, he he walks backstage. He hears Aiden English warming up his vocal cords. Um, he also hears that a signature strum of a person that we all know, Elias. Yeah, Rusev's like, who's in there with you? And Aiden's like, no one. <laughs> I was just practicing guitar myself. Rusev knocks on the door. English answers. English just says he was warming up his vocal cords. And then and then they go out and go into the match. Yeah. And Rusev is like a little suspicious, but he has no time to like ask questions because he has to get to his match. So he's just like, whatever. Yes, he has he has literally no time to talk about this. Uh, and I guess also backstage earlier in the show, uh, Rusev is searching for Aiden English. Mm-hmm. Um, he finds whom Bray Wyatt. What is what? Okay, so how are we doing this Bray Wyatt thing? So I think he he like finds Bray Wyatt in the locker room, and it's just okay. like the two of them. And Rusev is like. Uh, Bray, have you have you seen English anywhere? And uh, Bray is all mysterious and whatever. And of he's course, like, no. He's I in have... a rocking chair. Yeah, he's in a rocking chair with like his lantern. And he's like, he's like, no, brother Rusev, I haven't seen your partner. And then like, the lights flicker, and they're both kind of like the lights flicker a little bit. Lights, lights flicker in the locker room or from his lantern in the locker room. Okay, like go on and off a little bit, and Rusev's like, you know what? Never mind. <laughs> Guess he's not here and leaves, and then Bray, and then it's just kind of like a shot of Bray Wyatt, like, what the heck? Like, you know, like he's like, I didn't do that. I didn't use my mystical powers to do that. Yeah, Rusev, Rusev, like, just turns away, being like, okay, whatever. Camera pans back to Bray Wyatt, and Bray Wyatt is sitting there, like, confused at, like, what the hell was that? Because mm. that wasn't him. Yeah. Also, I was not not for tonight, but like I was thinking at some point we could have a funny segment of Bray going back to Matt, but Matt being like just producer Matt Hardy, not like woke Matt Hardy, and then being like, "Oh crap, Bray's coming!" and he has to like put on his act again. 
<laughs> but he just fakes it. Yeah, like, like but it's like it's like it, oh my god, what a Bray's what like, a like, moment I think for Sister Matt Abigail Hardy. is coming back, and Matt's like, no, she, I mean, brother, br- brother Wyatt, and he just gets back into like woken Matt Hardy. What an what an acting persona for Matt Hardy, where he has to not he has to poorly act like broken Matt Hardy <laughs> because he's no he's no longer possessed. <laughs> yeah, he is. He went to the Lake of Reincarnation. So he have to go back in there to become woken again. Yeah. Or he has to break again. I don't know. I don't know how it works. Where <laughs> uh, English is Wyatt just says he doesn't know. Yeah, he's like he's like I haven't seen your part. Like yeah, he, yeah. He just basically says he doesn't know, and then the lights flicker and stuff. He says I don't know in a really mysterious and odd way. <laughs> of course, like a Bray Wyatt would. Yeah. Uh, Rusev leaves. We're just hitting the plot points. We're not hitting the promos here. Rusev leaves. Bray uh, Wyatt is looks around, confused because he did not cause that. Mm-hmm. I like it. Wyatt is done. Okay, okay. So we have our Rusev versus Killing Dane. Oh, let's 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 talk about this. Who who wins this matchup? Rusev versus Killing Dane. Um, Rusev does to make him look better going into Hell in a Cell, but I don't know. What do you think? I was thinking the exact same thing of Rusev has to look the the typical like weird thing about go home shows is that if you're in a match, you typically have the person who has the pay-per-view match coming up winning to look strong Mm -hmm. unless there is some sort of interference. Now, if there's an interference, then that's totally fine because that's with the other person they're facing or whatever. I think it'd be. I think it an Eli, like maybe like an Elias interference would make sense here. It 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 does feel like it makes sense. Um. Uh, so how does Elias interfere? I feel like just the. I okay. Hold on. During the match, during a point where where Rusev is is doing that weird jumping up and leg stomping thing. Yeah, like get, like getting set up for the Machka kick. Yes, getting it set up for the Machka kick. We hear. Diddling. And we look at the stage, and there's Elias coming out playing guitar, distracting Rusev, um, allowing Killian Dane to to do his finisher, whatever it is. What it? Yeah, like Elias. Like, is what if he's like not even acknowledging the match, and he just comes out and he just starts doing like one of his like normal like show things, where he's like. Oh, where are we? This place, and but but Rusev is like, no, you can't do this during my match. I'm having a match right now, and he's getting all mad. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. yeah. Um, Killing Dane's finisher is sort of like a one winged angel, but also like weirdly kind of not. I guess, huh? It's called the Ulster Plantation. That just sounds awful. That is a terrible name for the finisher. But it looks like the one-winged angel, which is very interesting. But it's also it's it's not like electric chair position. Like there's one leg down. It looks like mm. I don't know. There's look it up. Look it up, folks. Look up the Ulster Plantation by by Killian Dane. God, that's such a shitty name. He needs a new name for that. Um, it's very interesting. Okay, so uh, Elias comes out. Elias uh, strums his guitar. Uh, to distract Rusev, Rusev he sings a song about the crowd and about how both the crowd and Rusev suck. 
and how Rusev's gonna lose at Hell in a Cell or whatever. Mm-hmm. Dane hits his finisher. Mm-hmm. The Ulster Plantation. Stop! Please stop saying it. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and it allows Killian Dane to win. To get his first victory on SmackDown Live. That's right. This would be Killing Dane's first match on SmackDown Live since first singles our match. show has started. Since our show has started. First singles match, yes. Wait, was he even in the ta- first the tag team match? I don't think he was. It was No, he was not. That's why. Okay. Yeah, he has not wrestled yet. He has finally wrestled. And he beat Rusev. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. And he beat Rusev. Okay, um, let's let's quickly put in here the the Colognes versus the Bludgeon Brothers. Let's put this in here. Mm-hmm. Where are we thinking? I'm thinking match two. Yeah, sounds fine. Why not? Uh, <laughs> Colognes versus the Bludgeon Brothers. Um, we wanted to do a storyline sort of where the Colognes never actually have a match. How do we make the Bludgeon Brothers have to sit out of this match? Um, well, I guess... As they come to the ring, taped up, Cesaro and Sheamus jump the barricades and attack Harper and Rowan. Yeah. Like they, like they, like they come out of the crowd? Yeah. They, they jump the barricades and come out of the crowd and attack both Harper and Rowan. The bar attack the BBs. The BBs. <laughs> uh, during their entrance. Throw them into the steel steps. <laughs> They're so, they're so much less threatening when it's the BBs. <laughs> uh, the bar attacked the Bludgeon Brothers during their entrance, uh, you know, hitting hitting with with punches, kicks, um, tag team finishing moves, steel steps, what have you. Uh, they're just beating each other down. While the Colognes just stand in the ring waiting for their match. Yes, yes. Something's got to happen where the match just doesn't happen at all. Um, what if what if Paige, like, brings out security to break up the two tag teams and dra- and security drags them both out? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Colognes then just upsettedly walk backstage. <laughs> they don't even say anything. They just go. They're just like, what? Wait. Uh. <sighs> just like, leave. Oh, well, them's the breaks. <laughs> um. So yes. Uh. Paige has security come out to contain. The bar and the BBs. The BBs. <laughs> the B and the BBs. <laughs> uh, which I feel like we have a lot of fighting going on. That I feel like that's earned ourselves a Hell in a Cell match. Yeah, it seems very. It, it's it's become very personal. Yes, it has become very very personal. Uh, real quick. Yes, I'm mad that Joe and AJ wasn't in the cell. It's the most personal, it's like the most deeply rooted and personal rivalry they have going. And then they don't put it in a cell? You could argue that why are Becky Lynch and Charlotte also not in a cell? Yeah. Like, what the hell? What are we doing? I saw someone post online recently where they said, in past years, Hell in a Cell matches, it's sort of just been like, we're having a feud, and then this one's going to be a Hell in a Cell match because this is the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. There's never been, like, a real reason in the past. Well, be- the difference being with this pay-per-view, Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, not ours, the one that happened last Sunday that we totally watched. The difference being is that they said that there's, like, 
AEW has a good problem where it's like they have a lot of matches that deserve Hell in a Cell matches. Mm-hmm. But can't get, but can't give them all Hell in a Cell matches. Yeah, because there's only so many spots you can do in a Hell in a Cell match. You can't re- If you had five matches, it's like, oh my god, this entire pay per view. So what are the Hell in a Cell matches right now besides Jeff Hardy and Orton? Um, uh, uh, Roman. The one you mean the matches we saw last Sunday? Oh, Roman and Roman and Strowman, right? Yeah, they only have two. Well, we have also two. <gasps> Another conspiracy. Yes. Okay. Uh, so yes, we have a Hell in a Cell match of, of the Bludgeon Brothers versus the Bar, and we have the Colognes versus the Bludgeon Brothers now figured out. I, I feel like we can do one more Rusev backstage segment. Well, let's think about it. Let's let's go to commercial. Let's go. To, let's take a break, Mikey. Uh, and when we come back, we might think of another backstage segment with Rusev. We also need this Becky backstage segment with Paige. And we have a bunch more matches to figure out. So when we come back, we will figure out a bunch more things and book a bunch more show. Uh, that wasn't a great ending. Uh, let me Don't cut the commercial yet. Uh, have the music keep playing. Um, let me think of something. Um, when we come back, we'll have a bunch of... Nope, can't do that. When we, um, I got this mic key. Hold on. Keep the music playing. When we come back... We will have, um, shit. When we come back, Mikey, we will have to book a bunch more card left. And then, uh, I don't have, Mikey, I don't have a transition. We can't get a commercial yet. I don't have a transition. When we come back, Um, we're going to book a bunch more matches and some more backstage segments. Stay tuned. That's pretty good. Stay tuned. See you guys. are back we have a bunch more show to book we have a bunch more storylines like dan bryan and mike canales and the miz um our world heavyweight title picture of styles rollins owens mcintyre we want this backstage segment of Paige and becky talking to to hopefully announce becky as a special guest referee at the pay-per-view we also have a balor nakamura we want to do uh we also have the 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 country club versus the bear huggers we want to do there's a lot of stuff we got to do, a lot, not a lot of show left slots really we can do it in. So let's figure it all out. Mikey, I have a pitch right off the bat. Give it to me. I feel like uh, Charlotte Flair should have a main event match here tonight. Okay. Because I think earlier in the night we have Becky talking to Paige that says Paige, Becky just needs to find a way to be in the match, then go for it. And then we have Charlotte do a match. She wins the match. Okay. Uh, Carmella's on commentary or whatever. Afterwards, Becky comes out and beats up both of them or whatever and then announces herself as a special guest referee. Okay, do we want to do that or do we want to leave it as a surprise, like, for Hell in a Cell? Um, like, do we want to have it be, like, a swerve where, like, Charlotte and Carmella both come out for their match at Hell in a Cell and then Becky comes out and is, like, with, with like, the stripes and is, like, what up, I'm the ref. Like, by order of General Manager Page. Hmm. Huh. It's tough, because if we could find a way to have a, a, some sort of... If we can, if I can find a way to do some sort of economy with this stuff and how ticket sales and stuff... Mm. Ticket sales, we gotta put Becky on that card. That's true. 
to help sell okay pp view but at the same time we're not worried about ticket sales here we're just worried about the booking but in some way, I imagine ticket sales does affect the booking in some way. But we have no way of doing that right now. That's a long. That's a story for another day. But yeah, hmm. I don't know. Because at the same time, who is she facing? She's facing Lana. Okay. Or she's either fa- Charlotte is either facing Lana or Carmella. When did Lana become a jobber? <laughs> yeah, and then Lana. This is the sec- Lana's second match where she got squashed by Becky Lynch. And now she's gonna get squashed by Charlotte. Yeah, it might be more of a match. It's not but... a very good Lana day. <laughs> no. Um, and this would be that would also be Lana following Rusev getting lost to Killian Dane. What a very bad Rusev and Lana day. Yeah, if both lose. I don't know. I don't know. Um Parmy wants to announce her right then and there and have people excited for the pay per view. Uh, like a, a solid go home, mm-hmm. like what an ending to the go home episode is the announcement that Becky is the special guest referee for her former best friend and former best friend Charlotte and the current champion Carmella. That would be hype. That would be hype. I feel like we should do it somehow. Okay, let's let's do that. I literally don't know how to do it. I mean, I think you made a good point with Becky coming out and just destroying Charlotte and Carmella, and then being like. Guess who's in charge of your match? Mic drop. <laughs> yeah. So Charlotte versus Lana in the main event. Main event. Ugh. Ugh. Lana in the main event of SmackDown Live. Ugh. Is a weird. Is a weird thought because it is no offense. No offense to Lana, but it's weird. What if we just have Charlotte versus Becky? Interesting. With Carmella on commentary. Intre- they don't have the match at Hell in a Cell. And they have been feuding as well. Then why don't we just have the match Charlotte versus Becky? That's main event worthy. Huh. We totally could do that. Okay. Oh, let's do it. And P- what if Paige was like in the the part where she's like, if you, if you find yourself a way to be in the match, then go for it. What if she's like, if you beat Charlotte tonight, you can be involved. Oh, but she, and then she, and then Paige doesn't say how she get involved. Um, and then the announcement for main event is the stipulation being that if Becky wins, she is the special guest referee. Yeah, I guess we. Oh yeah, then Paige just announces it. Or no, yeah, Becky's like involved in the title match, but no one says how. So Becky think maybe Becky thinks like maybe I can be in a triple threat again. But like then Paige is like, by the way, you're the ref. Oh no! I mean, let's just let's just do let's just say Paige agrees, but has to be fair. She can't just give out title opportunities and make another triple threat at Hell in a Cell. She has to she has to do all this stuff. But if Becky wins, she could be involved. She can be in, she can be involved in some way. Mm. Okay, which means Becky wins over Charlotte. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> like how you're excited to get it. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> Becky beats Charlotte Flair, which is storyline wise, that's exciting stuff, Mikey. The fact that Becky has beaten her former best friend Charlotte Flair, and that if Charlotte wins the title, Becky has a win over Charlotte. Like Becky could easily be be easily could take on Charlotte and have a solid shot of win- winning the title. We have like Becky going to Paige, being like, "Did I earn it yet?" Oh my god. 
So if Becky wins, she will be... That's such a weird stipulation. If Becky wins, she'll be involved in the Charlotte versus Flair match. Why don't we just make it if she wins, she becomes a special guest ref. Okay. If Becky wins, she becomes special guest referee. So Becky Lynch defeats Charlotte Flair, and she's now the special guest referee at Hell in a Cell. Mm-hmm. In a smack- oh, my God, Mikey. Oh, my God. I like it. So, so talk to me about what happens in this in this backstage segment way earlier in the call card with Becky talking to Paige. So Becky's like talking to Paige. She's like, "I I want to be in this title match. You know, I deserve a shot. You know, I need to be in this." And the Paige is like, "You know, I need to be fair, and I can't just I can't just be like you're in because you lost your match at SummerSlam, and you have to you gotta you gotta right now." She's like, "Right now, you're in the back of the line. You have to earn your way back up." Um. But if you, she's like, but if you want, plus, plus she's already dealing with a lot of weird number one contendership conundrums in the world and have in the men's title picture. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then she can just shit on men for a little bit by saying, you know, you know how men are. <laughs> so much drama. <laughs> so much. God. Um, what? What? Sorry. Hold on. You continue what you're saying. I'm going to look up a joke. Okay, um, and Paige can be like, you know, you're kind of in the back of the line right now, but you do, but I agree, you you have worked really hard, and you do deserve a shot at some point, and yes. you do deserve to be involved in this match somehow, so if you beat your opponent tonight, you could be, uh, no, never mind. I was thinking maybe like we do like if you beat your opponent tonight and then Becky's in the ring waiting for her opponent and it's like surprise reveal it's Charlotte and we get the match but no I whatever. think it's just if she beats yeah, Charlotte yeah. Flair if, if you beat Charlotte you get your you get to be special guest referee in Charlotte and Carmella's match oh my god oh my god that gets me excited at Hell in a Cell and Becky's like I'll take it yes she'll she'll take what she can get. And she can be the referee and decide how she wants it. Just like mm-hmm. Mick Foley did this past Sunday. Where he made himself the universal champion. Yep. Um, so if uh, Becky, talks, Becky talks to Paige, so she should be in the match. Paige agrees, but has to be fair. So if Becky can beat Flair tonight, she will be the special guest referee. Oh my god, that makes me excited. Oh, we also we can also do a Rusev spot here in this backstage segment. Does Rusev come out before or after Becky Lynch? Um, I feel like before. I feel like before. Yeah. Like he like like we cut to like backstage and Rusev is like, Paige, Paige, have you have you seen English anywhere? Yeah, let's just say Paige Paige is on the phone. Um <gasps> buying Paige. bird buying bird feed. <laughs> Buying bird seed. <laughs> what Paige is like? Paige is like, listen, Rusev, I have to deal with this number one contenders thing. I have to find a match for the Colognes. I don't. I and now Aiden's missing. Cool. Another thing I have to deal with. Look, I haven't seen him. I, I just can't right now. Okay. There is a weird storyline that we've not really like talked about, but we are putting in that Paige might have a lot like a need help as as general manager 
Like there's a lot of Corbin. stuff happening. We let's get Constable, Constable Corbin. Corbin. <laughs> like Paige does need some sort of help because there's a lot of stuff that she is not like. Aiden English is missing. She had the whole thing with the world title picture. Now this a similar thing happening with Becky. Um, she's not on top. There's, there's fights breaking really out all over the things. place. She's just yeah. She's kind of losing her grip on SmackDown, you know. Yeah. Yes, she is. That is true. Uh, Rusev comes in, um, wondering where English is. Uh, what was Paige's response again? Paige is like all flustered. She's like, I don't now. She's like, oh, she's like, oh man, now Aiden's gone. I have so much to deal with already, Rusev. I I can't help you find him. I'm not sure where he is. I'm sorry. I've been dealing with all this other stuff. Okay. Where and Rusev is, is like, Rusev is like, Ugh. and he's all, he gets all and, upset. Yes, Rusev, and then Rusev leaves. Okay. Yeah. And then Becky walks in, and Paige is like, oh, another thing. Yes, uh, Paige is on the phone. What is Paige? So Paige is on the phone. Just a very tiny detail. I just joked about buying birdseed, but um, what she could be, what else? What else should she be trying to figure out? She could be on the phone with like someone to like maybe give her a hand you know being like she's like smackdown's getting out of control i might need some help and then rusev comes in and cuts her off she's like i'll call you back interesting okay i'm fine with that i'm fine with that page on the phone uh asking for some possible help for smackdown live from some mystery person Mm. interesting interesting i have no idea who will be i'm looking at the roster right now i'm like uh, i don't know john cena <laughs> i don't know who says it has to be somebody on the roster that's that was my thought is like there's like no one on the roster i think is worthy of doing that um that is not in a current thing i mean you're looking at maybe sin cara Lana, maybe. What if we steal someone from Raw? Interesting. Constable Corbin. Constable Corbin. Unless she gets Vince Russo, so we can only have on a pole matches. <laughs> okay, so, okay. So, haha, Paige's on the phone, and we have a, a Russo spot and this Becky spot. With Becky winning. Oh my god, I'm so excited. <laughs> that, oh my god, I'm just so excited about that. Okay, so the thing we is, also I don't think to... Becky can win via disarm her, though. Because I don't think Charlotte should tap to Becky yet. Okay, so Becky Lynch wins how? Yeah, because Charlotte also needs to look sort of strong going into it. Mm-hmm. Does Becky win via maybe, like, Exploder, like maybe like a few in a row. Like, what if she, what if she like does a Exploder on Charlotte, and then instead of going to pin her, she picks her up and gives her another one and just does it like two or three times. Moonsault off the top rope, reversed into a Exploder. I'm sorry. How? Oh, ooh. Like Charlotte could do a moonsault. Becky can roll all the way, but Charlotte lands on her feet, so Becky just picks her up and just like whoop. Yes. And then, boom, Bexploder for the win. Yes. I love it. Perfect. We got Ooh, our finish. Or what if, oh, my God, what if she's going up for the the moonsault, and before she even does it, Becky jumps off on the top rope and super Bexploder. Oh, my God. 
Okay, hold on. Backsploder from the top. It ends Let, it. Let's, let's think about this logistically. Because the, the, the moonsault into the backsploder is a stretch, but I feel like the top rope is starting to get stretched even more. You're going in for a moonsault. You're facing not the ring, so you're back to the ring. Mm. So Becky would have to come up on the, around the other side. So if she does a backsploder, it's onto the floor. Oh my god, that would be insane. <laughs> that would be insane <laughs> oh my god maybe do not do maybe that? not though. maybe that's too much that's my that's a lot that's a lot right now let's just do let's just do a moonsault she lands on her feet so she would be uh she would she would jump off i have a pencil she she jumps off lands on her feet i was thinking bexploder from uh the top rope because for some reason in my mind it was like a modified German instead of the fish hook. My bad. Yeah, the, I, I messed the, it up in my brain. That's fine. The the yes, uh, the explorers are belly belly to belly belly to belly. That belly makes, to belly. That makes more sense. Okay, let's let's do the the moonsault then. Okay, even then she'll be exploding her almost into the turnbuckle. What if she does? What if she? What if she just like into the turnbuckle, like into the? I'm fine with that. And Charlotte wangs her head on the bottom one or something like that, and that's how she gets pinned instead of it just being like a regular Bexploder. Um, yeah, Becky reverses um, Bexploder, which is a beautiful Exploder suplex. Um, a Bexploder into the turnbuckle, pins Flare and wins. So it's not a tap out; it's just a normal pin. But also, Flair loses here, which is interesting, going into it. But by Becky Lynch, who is now the special guest referee. So it's very interesting. And Car- is Carmella there on commentary? Yeah, I would say so. Okay, and then Carmella's there. Because, like, it's... Because, think, think about it. It's Carmella's opponent and her possible referee. Like... That, and that, and... So, okay, so Flair loses this match via Moonsault reverse into a Bexploder. So she, she loses the match but doesn't, and, and doesn't look that entirely strong. But at the same time, that allows Carmella to have sort of an advantage going into this match. Carmella seems more reasonable because... Yeah, Carmella winning doesn't seem as weird now, you know? Yeah, or it seemed as impossible before because... Charlotte Flair would be sort of beaten up from that last match and lost, coming mm-hmm. in with a loss. Yeah, it could be like a crazy, like it could be like a long match. Do we give do we give Becky Charlotte twenty five? Twenty five seconds? Yeah. Uh I maybe, maybe we'll twenty find out. We'll find out on the twenty third this Sunday for Hell in a Cell. Okay. Um what else we got? We got two more matches we hear. Um Match number three and match number one, uh, we got to have a, a Nia Jax Liv Morgan match in here. Where are we putting it? Match number one or match number three? Three, three. Okay, Nia Jax with Bailey uh, versus Liv Morgan. Who wins? Who dies? <laughs> Who dies? <laughs> so we had Sarah Logan win the last match, right? Yes, via via uh, Liv Morgan distracting her, but Nia Jax does 
uh, stop Liv Morgan from the distraction, but that whole distraction thing uh, distracts Bailey and allowing Liv Sarah Logan to pick up the win last week. I said distracting a lot, but uh, you get the idea, folks. Okay, I kind of have an idea for this storyline about a possible Ruder can go. So, what if Nia Jax wins her match? Okay, okay. I, I'm fine with that. I'm totally fine with that. They try the same stuff they did on Bailey last week, but like they saw it coming this time, and Bailey tried like Bailey stopped that shit in the tracks before it even got going. Yeah, and Liv Morgan goes for the roll up. Liv Morgan goes for the roll up, and Nia Jax like throws her back off, you know. Or she does. She does the roll up. Oh no no no! She does the she does the roll up, but Nia Jax rolls through and has her like on her back on her shoulders. Samoan drop. One two three. I'm in. Uh, Nia Jax. So so Sarah Logan uh, tries to distract uh, Nia Jax. Bailey stops Logan. Um, Morgan goes for the roll up, uh, and with Nia Jax rolling through and hitting a Samoan drop, picking up the win. That sounds good. I like that. And that and that makes it a Hell in a Cell match, not a Hell in a Cell match, but a on the Hell in a Cell pay per view card, the Bear Huggers. Versus the Country Club. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that means we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven matches for this pay-per-view. That is, we could have one more if we wanted to, but I have no idea what that would be, and there's no reason to do any others. Okay, so we have one more match plus the show opener. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we also need to do something of Dan Bryan, Mike Canales, The Miz, something of the World Heavyweight title picture, and something probably of Shinsuke and Finn Balor. We have three things left, and we have a match and a show opener spot left to fill. I think Finn Balor Shinsuke was a good the their their match last week was a good lead into Hell in a Cell. Yeah, maybe we have one more spot where Nakamura comes out on top uh, this week, or we can just leave it at what it was and just be like, all right. Balor, Shinsuke, Balor beat Shins- Balor beat Shinsuke, so he has the match at Hell in a Cell, you know? Let's make it um, just video packages. <laughs> just all video packages. Yeah, no, but, like, let's, let's... So they're not necessarily on the show, but we just see, like, backstory about how this will be their first title match on the main roster together. I have this idea of a meta story surrounding Finn Balor. Okay. Uh, it was a it was a very weird meta story. It was that a Japanese star both both stars are from New Japan, but I thought of the meta story about how New Japan is now sort of like invading America. Mm-hmm. So I thought of this meta story about how the Japanese star Shinsuke will be an analogy for New Japan pro wrestling taking over America where Balor will hopefully eventually maybe win the title and say that he is a representation of America, even though he's Irish and also from new Japan. (laughs) So it doesn't necessarily work, but I had that thought the other day. Um, Okay. So let's just say, well, okay, let's, let's figure out everything else. Cause we could also do video packages for styles, Rollins, Owens and McIntyre, or I mean, not really video packages for Mike Canellis and Dan Bryan. We gotta do something we can, here. Yeah, we we, we definitely. I think we definitely need to have something with Mike Canales and Dan Bryan here. Yes. Yeah, so what? Um, what do we think? We got- but I think I think we can get away with video packages for 
the the WWE Championship picture and Balor Nakamura. Yes, but we also have a match open and a show opener open. So we let's, or we don't do a match at all. We could we could have four matches. I think we I think we could have a match there. I don't think it'd but, be that yeah bad. with with three or things. we can have like one more Rusev spot because you know rule of threes. Um, That's true. <laughs> that is how dare you bring that up. Well, no, we kind of have rule threes. We have Rusev talking to Paige, Rusev talking to Bray Wyatt, and then Rusev finding in English. Right. You're right. My bad. We're I safe. Forgot about Bray. Oh, I forgot God. about Bray Wyatt for a second. That's why. Uh, so is everyone okay, else. We're good there. Um, so we got a match spot and a show opener spot. What are we thinking? What are we thinking here? I don't, I don't really I have an Dan idea. I think Dan Bryan's our show opener. Okay. I think Dan Bryan's our show opener. And he's talking about how... How much of a coward the miss is. Naturally. And how he's turning us an incredible talent like Mike Kanellis into also a coward. He he's making Matt Hardy and himself a mockery. He's turning Mike Kanellis into a coward. He's turning Mike Kanellis into a coward. They're making a mockery of his business and what wrestling is all about. Yes. Because Dane Bryan is the epitome of wrestling, while The Miz is the epitome of sports and entertainment. That's really good. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I've thought about my meta stories. Yeah, Dan, like, the, it, it, the, the match is booked as the wrestler versus the sports entertainer. <laughs> I mean, that's like the WrestleMania tagline, essentially. That's true. It is. Uh, so okay, so 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 what happens? So Dan Bryan's talking about what happens. What happens? Does any? I'm assuming the Miz and Mike Canales are interrupting him in some way. Uh, yeah, definitely. How so? Titantron. Empty arena. No, no. I think I think Dan Bryan is there, and he calls out the Miz and Mike Canales, and then the Miz comes on the the the, the Titantron, and he's all like. You think I'm making a coward out of Mike Kanellis? I'm making him a star. He's going to be the best in this business if, as long as he follows my lead. And you know it. And he's like all mad. And then Dan Bryan's like, why doesn't he come out here then? And Miz is like, maybe he will. And then Kanellis attacks Bryan from behind. Perfect. Perfect. I love it. Cut, but, print. He attacks Bryan from behind. But Bryan, like, Gets like the whole comeback and he and he beats down Canellas instead and Brian comes out on top this week because Canellas won his match last week. I don't know. I, that's true. I like it. I like it. Do you think Brian should come out on top or Canellas should come out on top here? I, I think Brian should come up on top. Okay, so like Canellas attacks him from behind, but Brian like had that scouting. Because Brian is still Canellas in the story. Canellas is still learning. Brian is still the veteran. He got he got the upper hand, the opportunity, but Brian's able to. Def- I mean, that's also. I mean, that's also like optimistic motivating is that like yeah canellis took that opportunity the miz told told him to take but dan bryan was still able to to def or beat up i guess or defend himself against mike canellis what if what if miz is like maybe he will and brian's like oh so he's right behind me now isn't he and he turns around and just beats the crap out of like he turns around and just like canellis is like oh I'm caught. No, I no, I feel like Mike Canella should get the uh, initial attack. Okay, okay. And beat him down, and then Dan Bryan Hulkamania is away. No, I hate that yeah. guy. Um, 
Ultimate Warriors his way out of. Uh, okay, that's still a stretch. Um, he, fa- he faces he faces his way out of it. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He, he, he. John Cena is it. There we he, go. John Cena is it. I was gonna say Seattle Seahawks his way out of it. He John Cena is it. That's 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 it. Is it the Miz just on Titantron? Yeah, that's that's why Canellis is because Canellis isn't there. So that's why he Canellis isn't there. That's why I was setting up like the attack from behind because it was like just the Miz on the Titantron. It's like where's Canellis? Yeah, the Miz comes up on Titantron. The Miz talks about how um Canellis uh how he how he is he is turning Canellis into a superstar. Um um Brian asks where Canellis is. Um what what was it, what was it again? What was it? you had a great lead up. You had a great lead up. What was it again? Brian is like, then why doesn't he? Why doesn't he get down here and prove it? And Miz is like, maybe he will. And then Blamo. I like it. I like it. Kapow. Should I write Blamo into the comic, notes or uh, words for punch? <laughs> Perfect. Then let me write. Let me write this all out. Tell me about what you think for ma- our opening match. Match number one. Um, our opening match. Uh, what other feuds do we have left? The the heavyweight title and the United States, but we have those covered, I guess. Well, we had to have one of them covered through package video packages. The other one, we have a match opening, so we should probably do something. The one that might need the more heat on it or more fire. Shinsuke Nakamura and Finn Balor needs heat. Yeah, that one might need some more. More, we need to turn up the heat a little bit on that one. And then, and then we get a video, four video packages throughout the night that just it's just Styles talking about why he deserves it, Rollins talking about why he deserves it, Owen talking about why he deserves it, and McIntyre why he talk, why he deserves it. But McIntyre's is really just like five seconds long, whatever, because just like because I'm the chosen one. Tell me what you think about this. Okay. Finn Balor versus Shinsuke Nakamura rematch tonight, and then have the rubber match at Hell in a Cell. Interesting. Interesting. Like Shinsuke's all mad he lost. And he and he's getting like and he's like annoyed. And he maybe he calls out Balor. Interesting. Or is that bad seeing them three weeks in a row? Like two weeks in a row and then also on Sunday. It'd be definitely very fifty fifty booking. Yeah. Because <laughs> I imagine I because in my immediate thought it'd be Nakamura has to probably win that one. Yeah, Nakam- I would say Nakamura wins this match, and then they have their third one at Hell in a Cell, and they both have one up on each other, and blah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it would be a very quick feud, essentially. Hmm. Well, could Nakamura face anyone else? Or Balor face anyone else? Who else do we have? Um, Who else do we got? That we, we got That we haven't used tonight. Well, let's see. Let me look at my list of people that haven't wrestled yet. Um, Aiden English hasn't wrestled yet. Dan Bryan hasn't wrestled yet, but we'll solve those things when we get there. Uh, the Clones haven't wrestled yet. Harper and Rowan technically haven't wrestled yet. Killing Dane is now good. The Miz hasn't wrestled yet. Okay, so there's no one that can really <laughs> help out here. Um, but we also got Sin Cara, uh, Mojo Rawley, uh, any, any one of these people in the tag team division. Or we get someone else that sort of... I mean, we can get Elias in there. I don't know. That might be weird. 
Do we have the revival tag team? I totally forgot about that. Oh Shit. Jesus, we do. I totally forgot we had the revival. Oh my god. Do you think this is what writers feel like in the writing room at WWE? Oh, what if shit, we the revivals we... on this roster? <laughs> maybe we could do English, not English. Elias versus Shinsuke, and and have okay. Well, no, that's dumb. Yeah, because then it'd be like, where's? Yeah, I was gonna say we can have Rusev mess up English's match in that, or Elias's match, and that's why Elias messes up Rusev's match, but. That wouldn't make sense because Rusev is supposed to be looking for English. Okay, so yeah. Nakamura versus someone. <laughs> or Finn Balor versus <laughs> someone. Um, um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, what's the first thing that comes to my head? Finn tag team match. Tag team match? What the hell? Tag t- The Revival versus Shinsuke, Nakamura, and Finn Balor. That's not terrible, actually. Why would? But the only thing is, why would they be teaming up? But also, it'd be really funny if they teamed up. Yeah. I mean, why are they teaming up? They have no real reason yeah. to team up. If we can find a good reason for it, then I'm I mean, in on I it. I mean, well, the reason, the reason being, I guess, the, like we announced that, like, bef- they have to work together before their match. At smack at Hell in a Cell, or something. wait. It's just a shit. It's just a shitty situation we put them in. There's no real reason we just put them in this situation. Bray Wyatt wasn't in a match tonight yet. He has not been in a match yet. We could do that. We could do Bray Wyatt, and then late in the show he pops up again, and then something weird happens. Let's just say, okay, yeah, yeah, we can have Bray Wyatt do something. I feel like nothing weird happens with Bray Wyatt. Mm, not in the match. Not till later. Not in the match, and then later something weird happens. I like it. I like it. Okay, maybe, so maybe Bray Wyatt, Bray Wyatt in the match can do something that like he did when he was like creepy Bray Wyatt, and that's what brings back Sister Abigail. Does does creepy did did he do when, when he, he was, was woken? The leader of world. Did he? Yeah, I'm trying to think. He didn't have that many matches, so it's hard to tell. You know. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's hard. I, I don't honestly remember if he did anything different. So let's just say, so who is Bray Wyatt facing? Shinsuke? Shinsuke, bro, I would say. Wait, do we want Shinsuke or Balor? No, I feel like it should be Shinsuke. Because okay. Shinsuke Nakamura versus Bray Wyatt was a match we were going to make last week. It didn't happen. And it did not happen. Um, Nakamura versus Wyatt. And this could be a really weird and fun match to watch because they're both very weird people. First time ever. A first time ever matchup, if I'm not mistaken. To op- to open up SmackDown Live? Yes, to open up SmackDown Live. Who wins this match? Does Finn Balor get involved? And does Finn Balor get involved in any way? I don't know if Finn would be the kind of person to ruin a match. Maybe Nakamura just wins clean? And then Finn comes out and he's like, "You better appreciate this win, because this is not what's gonna this is not what's gonna be happening at Hell in a Cell when I'm holding that title above my head, standing above you." What about Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt? Okay. Nakamura goes for the coup de gras. Shinsuke runs up and low blows him right before he does it. 
like off the like on like while he's on the turnbuckle. Yes. Does the ref see it? Y- yes. Okay, and that is just the disqualification. Yes. I like it. Okay, Balor, which I also believe is a first time ever. Yeah, Balor versus Wyatt Nakamura interferes, low blows Balor. Sounds good. Sounds good. Which means Wyatt wins. Yes. No. Balor wins. Wait, so yeah. Balor wins, right? Uh, or, yeah, no. I, Balor wins because he, he's the one who got attacked. Therefore, Shinsuke was helping Wyatt. So I think Wyatt gets disqualified. I think that's how it works. Okay, so DQ finish. Balor wins. Yes. Right? Yes, Balor wins. Um, I never can remember those DQ ideas. So Balor gets the win over Bray Wyatt. Uh, Nakamura comes out, low blows Balor, who's on the top rope. Is anything? Ha- do they attack? Do they do they beat up each other afterwards, or does Nakamura just walk away? I think Nakamura just walks away, being the chicken shit heel. And we and it leaves just and it leaves Balor just like in the ring, just like ah oh, ah oh, ah. Oh. Yeah, I don't think I feel like it's not necessarily holy chicken shit. It's also like mind games because it's just like yeah. instead of attacking, he just walks away. Yeah, just just hits him in the nuts and leaves. Okay, well we have a booked go home show. We have a lot of things on the docket. I have a I love all the things we're doing, uh, and we also have packages video. I'm just gonna write in here video packages, um, as well, of interviews with with we have four interviews. With each world heavyweight title contender. So we have an interview with Styles, Rollins, McIntyre, and Owens. Can the can the video package end with like a cool four way split shot of them all saying, I'm gonna be the WWE champion at the end? Sure, sure, we'll do that. Not that it matters because we don't really care about what the like the, like the video package is gonna be good, obviously. Yeah, their their video their video WWE video packages, they'll be good. So we have everything set up. We have our, our card set up. We have our, our Go Home Show, our Hell in a Cell card set up. I'm loving what we have here. Yeah, it's looking it's looking strong. Yeah. I, was about, I thought you were about to say it looking raw, and I was like, whoa, Mikey. No, it's looking strong. I would never men- I would never mention that show on here. How dare <laughs> you, sir? Okay, well, uh it, we haven't we're having a long another long episode possibly, so uh, I won't go over the whole thing yet. I feel like I should just cut this portion and just go over it after we randomize. Yep. Let's just do that. So let's go to the randomizer. Uh, uh, any- oh, no. Anything that happened in WWE, hit the books podcast here, tries to emulate it with our randomizer. We have a list of a bunch of random things on here. Um, so far, we've seen controversial moments, gimmick changes, um, nothing happening. Uh, which is always a, a nice feeling to have. Match interference, I believe, was one. Uh, U.S. Network calling wants to happen and happy ending. We have a lot of things that happened so far. There's a lot of things that have never happened yet, like injuries, wellness policy violations, NXT calls. I do not want an NXT call today. I cannot stress enough how much you do not want an NXT call today. Um, uh, knowing that, so I'm going to get fucked over here. But yes, um, we have a lot of things. Mikey, uh, I did it last week. I picked the Nothing Happens Have a Great Show. Mikey, I really want Nothing Happens Have a Great Show. Mikey, can you roll the dice here and click our randomizer? I am refreshing her page currently. Okay, let's let's see what we can get on our randomizer. I am, t- I really don't want to change this card. Oh, I really my like eyes the are card. Closed. I, my legs are shaking. 
I really, I really like her card. Um, I really think it's really, really good. <sighs> okay, it's not, it's not too bad. Uh, USA Network called. They want a happy ending. USA. Okay, we got USA Network calling. They want a happy ending again. Whatever happens in the real world, I guess, or with the program, want a happy ending. Why do they want a happy ending so much? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That that's not my question. They're they're the network. So our ending right now is Becky becoming the special guest ref, right? Yes. Is that a happy ending for the audience? I would say so. <laughs> I would honestly. I also would because, say because like I, who who doesn't love Becky Lynch? <laughs> The audience, the audience heard how much, how excited we got who about. Who doesn't that. love Becky Lynch, and who doesn't love the fact that she's in that she's in this title match, and we get to see Becky be a badass as the referee. Yeah, I mean it's fairly happy. I mean the crowd's cheering. Charlotte did lose, which I guess she's more of the face here. She shouldn't be. <laughs> she's, yeah, in WWE's eyes, she's more of the face, but. In the real world, Becky's more of the face. We know that. Everyone is behind Becky. Becky is the one who is over with the fans, not Charlotte. So you could fight I me on that. I love how heated you are about this. I love how heated you are about this. But Becky winning and being the special guest referee, it's definitely exciting. Is it happy? Mm, is it maybe. happy? I feel like we we can't change we can't change Becky winning. I beat the special guest referee. So, like, if we want a happy ending, we're going to have to move that match somewhere else and have a different good ending, right? We have no other good endings besides Nia Jax winning, <laughs> which is not our main event. We have Nakamura interfering with Balor. We have the Bar and the Bludgeon Brothers attacking each other before the Clones match. We have Nia Jax, Liv Morgan, uh, sort of possible distraction, but Nia Jax turns in and wins it. Rusev killing in Dane. Uh, Elias distracts. We have a lot of. We do a lot of distractions on the show, but we're going to do a go home show. It's kind of hard to not do distractions. I feel like. So what if? Um, what if, and if killing we're Dane. going for a happy ending, and technically Charlotte is the face in this feud, which is dumb, but it's the facts. What if Becky wins her match, um, and then, like, Charlotte attacks Becky? Charlotte's somehow standing tall at the end. I love hearing your pain (laughs) as you were saying that. Because our show was so good. You're just like, and then Charlotte attacks Becky. Oh, fuck. (laughs) What if Charlotte stands tall at the end of this? Becky wins the match, announces... Hold on, we gotta establish this as well. Does Becky announce that she is now... Oh, no, we already know that she's Mm. she's a special guest referee. Ooh, what if, what if, what if, what if? Oh, no, I wouldn't be happy then. Never mind. (laughs) No, I was gonna say, what if Charlotte likes, like, sticks her hand out to shake Becky's hand and Becky like is like F that and goes to walk away and then Charlotte gets all mad and then attacks Becky Carmella Becky is cheering she's on the top rope cheering that she's celebrating or whatever even though she's sort of a heel issue she's not really celebrating but she beat Charlotte and she's in this match in some way so I feel like there's some sort of celebrating 
Carmella attacks Becky. Charlotte attacks Carmella to get Becky free. Charlotte stands tall. Becky's at the entrance ramp and Carmella is down. Boom, there it is. <laughs> oh my god, I don't know if that makes sense. No, 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 no. Okay, no, okay. Does that make okay. sense? Think about this, think about this, think about this. Carmella could attack Becky because what if um, Carmella is afraid? Because Becky and Charlotte used to be like best friends. So what if Carmella is like afraid that Becky might call the match in Charlotte's favor a little bit, you know? Fair. So Carmella attacks Becky. Um, Flair comes to Becky's aid, um, allowing Becky to get free. And then Charlotte goes to help Becky up, and Becky like slaps her hand away. That's not me. No, well, Becky turning her disgust away, like Be- Charlotte trying to help Becky up, and then Becky being like, "Nah, fuck you," and then bouncing out. That's not really happy. Ah, uh, yeah, you're right. I think I think just Flair comes to Becky's aid, attacks Carmella. Becky leaves, and Charlotte stands tall. Sounds good for a happy ending. The happy ending always consists of the face standing tall at the end in some way. Well, yeah, right? (laughs) Yeah, the face is the happy good person. Exactly. The face is the one who is the happy one, so they need to be on top here and give everybody a a, a beam of hope. Charlotte now has a loss going into it, but she's also standing tall at the end. But she also still looks strong. But she still looks strong through a loss, which is weird. Mm Mm-hmm. I guess that's fine. And Charlotte did help Becky there at the end. It's a lot a lot of stuff's happening. Okay, let me hit you with that rundown, Mikey. Let's get into the closing stretch of this show. Let me hit you with that rundown and hit you with that outro. Okay, so in our go home episode of SmackDown Live of Hit the Books, our show number five. That rhymed. <laughs> that was amazing. Um Dr. Seuss our here, show. Damn. Yep, Dr. Seuss. Uh, That's Professor Seuss to you. (laughs) Uh, uh, (laughs) Terrible joke. Um, Our show opener is Dan Bryan comes out. He talks about The Miz is making a mockery of professional wrestling. He's making fun of Matt Hardy's forced retirement. He's he's turning Mike Kanellis, a proud prospect, into a coward. Suddenly The Miz comes up into the Titantron, and he talks about how he's not turning Canellis into a coward. He's turning Canellis, Mike Canellis, into a superstar. Uh, Brian then asks why Mike Canellis doesn't come out to prove it, and the Miz comes out to prove it. The Miz says Mike Canellis just might. Immediately following, Mike Canellis comes out from behind and attacks Dan Bryan from behind. Dan Bryan eventually gets the upper hand, however, and um, d- defends himself from Mike Canellis. And Mike Nellis gets, gets shooed away by Dan Bryan and get, and get a bunch of yes chants. Um, next, we have a probably some sort of video package. Then we have uh, of, of Seth Rollins or something. I don't know. Maybe someone. Um, yeah, I'm just going to sprinkle them in. Uh, next, we have a match. Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt. As Finn Balor is winning this match in the finish, he goes up for the coup de grace, the diving, stomping feet onto the stomach. And as he's going up, Shinsuke comes out of nowhere, low blows knock, uh, low blows Finn Balor on the top rope, allowing a DQ finish. Balor wins, 
but at what cost? The cost of his uh, balls. Um, uh, Valor falls from the top rope. Shinsuke just walks away and leaves. Backstage, Paige is on the phone, talking to someone, asking for some possible help for SmackDown Live from some mystery person. We don't know who, but suddenly Rusev comes in. He's wondering where Aiden English is. He's looking for him, hasn't found him all day. Uh, Paige is flustered because there's a lot happening on SmackDown. There's people attacking, constant interference and stuff. She's not sure where he, where Aiden English is. Rusev leaves. Pa- Becky then comes in to talk to Paige. Becky is saying that uh, she should be in this title match for the women's title. Paige kind of agrees with her, but she's st- the general manager. She has to be fair and call it down the middle. So if, <clears throat> but she still wants in the match. She still believes she'd be in the match. And there's a lot of stuff happening with the number one contender shit that's happening in the world title picture. It's a lot to manage. But what she'll decide on is if Becky can beat Charlotte Flair tonight, Becky Lynch will be the special guest referee for the women's title match at Hell in a Cell. Becky agrees and walks away. Uh, match number two, the Clones versus the Bludgeon Brothers. As the BBs, the Bludgeon Brothers, are coming out in their entrance, the bar, jump the barricade, and it both attack um, Harper and Rowan of the Bludgeon Brothers. Um, Paige then runs out, has security come out to contain the bar and the Bludgeon Brothers. Later in the show, we find out that their tag ma- tag team match is now a Hell in a Cell match at Hell in a Cell. Backstage, backstage, I mean, we have Rusev searching for Aiden English continued. He finds Bray Wyatt backstage. Rusev, and he's in the locker room, whatever, toweling down after a nice, cool shower. God, wet dreads is a disgusting thought. Um, Rusev asks Bray Wyatt where he thinks Aiden English is, if he's seen him in the locker room or somewhere. Um... Bray Wyatt says he doesn't know where he is. The lights suddenly flicker. An old Bray Wyatt, um, uh, an old Bray Wyatt uh, uh, magic trick. Uh, Rusev leaves confused, but Bray Wyatt is also confused. He did not cause that, which is very interesting. We don't know why. Another um, match number three: Nia Jax versus Liv Morgan. Sarah Logan tries to distract Nia Jax again. Bailey stops Sarah Logan. Liv Morgan goes for the roll-up on Nia Jax. Nia Jax rolls through, picks her up into Samoan drop, drops her on her back. Uh, Nia Jax pins Liv Morgan. One, two, three. The Bear Huggers with another win. Going into the pay-per-view, we have a new match announced. The Bear Huggers versus the Country Club. Backstage, we have Rusev. He finds Aiden English practicing. He's in, the, he's in some sort of room, and you can hear the me, 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 me. He's practicing. But we can also hear... A signature strum, an Elias signature strum. Rusev knocks on the door. English answers. Um, Rusev's like, where are you? Well, you have a match coming out. We, I need you for this entrance. And English is like, oh, I'll be right there. Rusev's like, what were you doing in there? English just says he was just warming up. Uh, Rusev is like, okay, fine. Uh, and they rush to the ring because he did not have does not have time to think about that. Which is disconcerting for Rusev. Uh, which is probably the reason why match number four, Rusev continues to lose. Uh, Rusev loses against Killian Dane um, due to his mind distraction of what happened in the locker room earlier and Elias coming out and strumming that guitar, distracting Rusev again. That strum is becoming a a real pain in Rusev's side. Um, Next up, we have the main event, Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair. 
stipulation being if Becky Lynch wins this match, she becomes the special guest referee at the women's title match at Hell in a Cell. And what happens? Flair goes to the top rope, tries to do a moonsault, lands on her feet because Becky Lynch has rolled out of the way. Becky Lynch grabs Charlotte Flair, backsplode her, explode her suplex into the turnbuckle, into the corner of the ring, pins Charlotte Flair and wins. Becky is now the special guest referee at the women's title match at Hell in a Cell. Carmella's on commentary. She gets up. She attacks Becky Lynch. Flair comes to Becky's aid, attacks Carmella off of Becky. Becky rolls out of the way and gets and is able to be free. Becky leaves. Charlotte Flair stands tall in the end. And that is our go-home show, bringing us all the way to Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, everyone, is this Sunday for us. Hell in a Cell this September 23rd. Get ready for a bonus episode where we talk about our card and, 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 and do everything for a Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. I am excited. Mikey, how do you feel? Are you are you getting excited? Oh, I'm so excited. I am so, so excited for Hell in a Cell. So again, stay tuned this Sunday um, um, for Hit the Books bonus episode. Immediately following, not immediately following, but that following Tuesday, we'll have the next episode of Hit the Books as well, regularly scheduling program. Um, but we have this bonus up of our pay-per-view Hell in a Cell this Sunday, folks. So get ready to listen. Subscribe, why don't you? So you can get that right on, right in there. Thank you all for listening to Hit the Books. For more wrestling fun, you can come be a part of the booking community and follow us on Twitter at HitTheBooksPod. There's a plethora of things you can do there, like be a part of our review and preview polls, both on Wednesday and Monday, respectively, where you can vote on how excited you are for certain matches, um, and then how would you like the booking of those matches. Um, so get ready to, to vote along on Twitter. Those are there all day on Mondays, all day on Wednesdays as well. Um, you can also tweet at us with thoughts on things you want to add to the randomizer. Tweet at us at HitTheBooksPod. Tweet them at us, things you would think you, we should add to the randomizer. They could be anything. They could be beneficial. They could be very, very painful. Uh, anything anything you believe could be in the randomizer will certainly, certainly shout you out when we get that chance. Hit us with that subscribe on iTunes or wherever you can find podcasts and leave a review as well, telling people how much you love Hit the Books. Um, reviews are very important for us budding, starting podcasts, so please leave a review anywhere, especially in iTunes, for Hit the Books pod, or just Hit the Books, I guess, uh, and tell people how much you love the show. Uh, and we will definitely, sh- well, if we, if we can, Mikey, I say we just shout them out or read them on, on air if we can. Yeah, absolutely. We certainly would and certainly could. Certainly would, certainly could is a cool f- phrase <laughs> I just said. Uh, that is all for this week's episode of Hit the Books. Our go-home episode has just taken place. We'll see you all next time at Hell in a Cell pay-per-view this Sunday. Subscribe or download or whatever and get ready for this Sunday's bonus episode of the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. That is all for this episode of Hit the Books. Until next time, Mikey. <coughs> My throat is dying. Mikey, we've got two words for you. Book it. Six. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.